Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and uh, misses the days when we had fun Will Smith movies. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who will not go quietly into the night, will not vanish without a fight, will live on, will survive, and will celebrate her independence. What? What? And today we are giving a second chance to Independence Day Resurgence. Well, uh, the reason we chose, the reason Jessica chose this movie uh, is because um, it's Independence Day. Happy Independence Day, America. Wah, wah, wah. And instead of doing the first one, which is a classic, um, 90s classic. So good. Um, we decided to watch its sequel that was not loved by all, um, including myself. I didn't like This was one I just didn't care for. So before we get into our first chances, let me just remind everyone, spoilers, we're going to be talking about this movie. And second, let me give you a synopsis of what IMDb said about this movie. Two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with a new extra solar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? No, they won't be. No, they, no. Um, that's, I mean, sure. Uh, it's a very dramatic synopsis. Like, just, like, very, like... I also think they just barely breaches the surface of what the movie actually is. Yeah. It's just the aliens from the first movie are returning to Earth again. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. this is to me, this is another twenty years late sequel that does not hold up to the original. Yeah, I mean I would just describe this movie as the sequel to the first Independence Day that does very cheap copies of what worked in the first one and for some reason we have Liam Hemsworth all over the place in this. Let's talk about our first chance with this movie. Oh, I think you need to go first with this. All right, I gladly will. I know my first chance was after your first chance. So my first chance, opening weekend, I was super pumped, so pumped. They had Goldblum back, they had Bill Pullman back, Vivica Fox is back. We're going to get into it. I was like, hell yeah. I loved the first one growing up. It was like one of those movies that like my family always watched. Any time of year, we'd all get into Independence Day. Loved it. And the idea, like 20 years later, the, the day it came out, like 20 years ago. Oh, hell yeah. Sequel, sequel, sequel. 
And so I go into the theaters with high expectations. That's that's your first that mistake. That was the first mistake. And I thought the trailer was cool, too. Like, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And it was so infuriating for me. I, I just kept progressively getting more angry and angrier as it went on. I left the theater so mad and stayed so mad at this movie for years until like a few weeks ago when we decided, hey, let's give this a second chance. Maybe it's not as bad as I remember it. Maybe my expectations were too high. I don't know. I don't know what happened here, fam. All right. Let me talk about my first time. So, because this was one of those, let's make a sequel 20 years after the fact. Uh, this was not something that like felt like there was any heart and soul into it going in. Just like a cash grab of like, let's get this property we know everyone loved and let's make a sequel to it. Mm, why not? Some of the actors are willing to participate. Um, I just remember Jessica being so excited. She's, I'm going to go see it. Are you ready to see it? And I was like, no, <laughs> it looks so, it does not look good. I was not ready for it. And then, because like, I did not think the trailers looked good. And I just remember Jessica just being so sad about it afterwards. How, and me being a smart ass, how was the movie? <laughs> and her, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and then it took me a while to watch it. I think I was like, I'll watch it when it comes available and I can rent it from the library. And I finally did that. I think like two to three years later afterwards, or maybe, maybe even four, like I waited a while for it to be on DVD to like finally get into it. And it was just okay. Like it was pretty boring. Um, it was everything I thought it was going to be. Um, and so like, was I too harsh on it? Maybe. And that's why I, I was like, you know what? I will give it a second chance. I don't want to because I'm I'm pretty sure I know how I feel about this. Uh, but let's give it again. And now I'll be more, I don't know if I'll be more critical or more be open to it. I think I'm going to have to put me in that mindset of like, okay, let me not have any negative baggage to this movie and just see it for what it is. Um, and so now I have some more thoughts on my second yeah, I, that's how I tried to come into it with the second viewing as well, because I had so many personal feelings about it, and I tried to, like, you know, m let's manage the expectations here, let's just, like, let's forget about how I felt, like, excited about it, let's just watch it as it is. I still have a lot of thoughts. It just falls in line with all these, like, sequels that get made 20 years after the fact, because uh, they're, like, a property. Um, do you want me to list off some of those movies? I mean, cause, well, sure, because this, I feel like, was made in the heyday of, like, we gotta reboot, we gotta sequel, we gotta make money. So, what were some other ones? Because I forgot. So, I'm gonna list them. Not all of them are bad. I think some of them are good. Some of them are trash. But I'm gonna quickly list off as many as I possibly can. Okay. Oof. In 60 seconds. Wow. Okay. Dumb and Dumber 2, Jurassic World, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, Tron Legacy, Ghostbusters 2016, Zoolander 2, Bridget Jones's Baby, Finding Dory, T2, Train Spotting, Blade Runner 2049, Super Troopers 2, Incredibles 2, Glass, Rambo, Last Blood, Bad Boys for Life, but it's the third one, 
Bill and Ted Face the Music, Live Free and Die Hard, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. How does your mind feel after hearing all that? Did that bring back memories of all those movies? It did. There were so many. I literally forgot about. I forgot there was a train spotting too and a Super Troopers too. Oh, I, that's right. I've seen both. I own Train Spotting 2 because I thought the trailer looked great. And I was like, I like the first one. How could I not like the second one? And I I found a way. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's just really difficult, you know, because the concept you think would work. Like, this movie that was iconic has now grown an even bigger fan base in, like, the 20-some years that it's been released. And sometimes, like you said, they they are fun, they're enjoyable, and then sometimes it's like, do you remember the first movie? Because, like, I do, and it's not what you're bringing now. All right, well, let's hear what other people thought about their first time watching Independence Day Resurgence. Resurgence. God, I hate that title. It's such a bad title. We're going to start off letting you know what Rotten Tomatoes had to say. Let's get our tomato meter up. And you know what's crazy? This is a tomato meter and audience score that are the same. Wow. 30%. Wow. Critics and audiences thought, yep, 30%, less than half. <laughs> Failing this grade. Is not yep. great. Nope. That's not great. Not great. We've definitely seen a lot lower, but it's still not great. It's pretty low. It's very low. Well, let's change the pace. And let's find some people that like this movie. Let's get into some positive reviews. Ooh, review time. There, So there were some positive reviews. Not many, but there were some. So Robert Koger from Flickering Myth said, So much of what is going on in the third act is so ridiculous. It is hard not to find some enjoyment out of it. Yes, it is. It is. You know what? The third act is the only part I like of this movie. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, out of all the sequences in this movie, yeah. them fighting a giant queen alien is the only thing I think is interesting yeah. and cool. Yeah, I mean, it. I agree, but also the third act feels like it belongs in an entirely different movie at the same time. For sure. Time. Absolutely. So that's Nothing a in the strange. movie is like a solid structure. No. <laughs> John Hanlon with John Hanlon Reviews wrote Outrageous and oftentimes ridiculous. This big budget action film is bursting with energy and a palpable sense of fun. I, none of the energy rubbed off on me. No. <laughs> no, it did not. Matthew Pechkovic of Matt's Movie Reviews. Roland Emmerich does Roland Emmerich things by going all out in his continued tale of mankind versus the alien, resulting in popcorn-munching entertainment of the OTT kind. Oh. Over the top! Uh, it is over the top, yes. And Roland Emmerich is... Doing the most. He loves blowing up the earth. He really does. I don't think this has enough world blowing up in it. Though. I don't think it has enough destruction either. I don't. So Especially when our first movie had so many iconic things explode. Yeah. So Luke Y. Thompson of Nerdist wrote, 
Since embracing CGI wholeheartedly, Emric has truly unleashed his inner Beavis and Butthead. I don't understand what that means. I don't either. I'm familiar with who Beavis and Butthead are, but how it relates to this action movie, I don't... Are they talking about um, Hemsworth? Maybe. Um, I could see it just like Emric is so into the CGI that now it's like the plot is Beavis and Butthead-esque. But, you know, I don't know. I think Luke needed to be a little bit more... Um, specific and less vague because I don't really understand what this idea is. Jackie K. Cooper of Huffington Boast. Based on the popularity of the original and the strength of the characters created there, the sequel should have been a sure thing. It isn't. Oh, it is good, but it should have been so much better. I agree it should have been so much better. I don't agree that it was good. My wife thinks it was good. She liked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, there's... she's entitled. She is entitled to her opinion. Any, everyone is, and, and you I, know, hey, I would hate to deny someone of enjoying something. Exactly. But I do not share that opinion with her. I do not either. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Megan. Good for you for finding the good in everything. <laughs> was, it's really sweet. That is really nice. That's very. That's a great quality to have. <laughs> I appreciate it. She found the good in me. Aw, aw. Probably. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who also found the good in this movie? Andrew Galdi from Movie Bitches. He wrote, I had a lot of fun in this movie. Good for him. Good for him. You know what? If you like this movie, I'm proud of you. Good for you. If you can have fun in, in this movie, you're a better person than I am. You have way more patience. Good. Now let's get on to negative, negative and shitting on this movie. Our favorite thing to do. Jason Best from Movie Talk wrote, The new film isn't so much a reprise of Independence Day as it is a combination of tribute act and reunion tour. I agree. I could see that. Yeah. Roxana Hedati of Chesapeake Family Magazine Why is Independence Day resurgence even happening? This total uncreative cash grab copies much of the original 90s action film, but with practically no fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel that way. Rachel Wagner from rachelsreviews.net wrote, It really feels like nobody even tried to make a good movie. They tried to make money, honey. That's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the cast just showed up and was like, hey, let's just read these lines because like, we're getting paid no matter how this movie does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, the top build actors are like, I already have an established career, so I don't give a shit what happens. Right. I like money. That's what they said. Joanne So of The New Paper. The two young actors sorely lack the chemistry and sass Goldblum and the leading man Will Smith shared in the original. Which two actors do you think she's talking about? Because to me, there's four slash five young actors in Yeah, this. so initially... Six? I, 
He's like four or five. I mean, I lose track. I, I Okay, initially I thought the first half made me think of Liam Hemsworth and uh, Bill Pullman, the president's daughter, who should have been Mae Whitman, but whatever. Um, but you know what? Good... You know, it's good for her that she avo- dodged this yeah, bullet, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know people were like, why didn't you have her back? And then afterwards they were like, good on you, girl. So I thought the the couple that I'm supposed to care about, because um, they do lack chemistry, for sure. But then then comparing it Will Smith and Goldblum, it's like, well, then are we talking about Liam Hemsworth and then Jesse T. Usher, who plays the Will Smith character son? All right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> All right, no. So, so my second viewing. Uh, I rented the movie from the library, watched it with a wife. Uh, she initially was like, no, nah, you can watch it without me. But then I waited, like, I waited a couple days. I was like, I'm still not mentally ready for this movie. Um, but then I think she, by the time she, you know what, I'll just watch it with you. She likes it. She liked it. She enjoyed herself. Good for her. Um, I didn't because I was. I'm just bummed. This movie just bums me out in all yeah. the worst ways. Yeah. So my experience watching was way more simple than yours, but I did drag my feet. It it did take me a while to be like, you gotta do it. You gotta what? I waited as long as I could to watch it. Um, and like I knew this time, I knew what I was getting into as opposed to the first viewing. So I guess it like mentally made the experience a little easier, but it still was so rough. So what What did you expect going in to see this movie? Just in general, like it being a sequel 20 years later, what do you expect from 20 years later sequels? So I expected mostly like we discussed a little bit like this like the spirit of the first one. Um okay. so I wasn't ex- I wasn't going in thinking like this is going to be the exact same movie experience. I was thinking, like, I guess I could compare it to, like, almost like a Force Awakens kind of experience where it's okay. the spirit of the movie. We have our, you know, our legacy characters and we have our new characters and we're figuring out this world together. I think what's weird about, like, our new characters, at least two of them are the ch- children from the first one, which I wouldn't consider them legacy characters. They are, but they are, they're adults, right. so they're a different characters. Yeah, um, so I have a lot of thoughts about the characters in general with this movie. So first off, I like that we have, our, you know, Goldblum and Bill Pullman and Vivica Fox, like some of the iconic characters from the first one, but how they're handled... So uh, don't, don't leave them all out. Let's, give, acknowledge, let's acknowledge every returning okay, face. Okay, yes. David Levinson, which is Goldblum. Yep. President Widmore, we get him back. We get uh, David's dad, Julius, back. We do get Jasmine Hiller. We get Dr. Oakum. Oaken? Yeah, Dr. Oaken. And apparently two characters that are pretty minor, I think, in the first one. General Gray, uh, they give a little tribute to him. Apparently he was the next president after Whitmore. Um, And then we get Dr. Isaacs, who... I'm pretty sure it was like a background character in the first one. Yeah, I hardly remember uh, him from the first one. And now movie. he's bumped up to like Dr. Oaken's like unnamed bo- like boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, that has been like at his side the entire time while he was in a coma. I thought he was dead. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. I so so I like 
who we got back I think is cool. I don't like how really any of them are handled at all. Um, except for Dr. Oakham, I do like the reveal that, like, he didn't die. He's been in a coma this whole time. And then there's something about, like, 20 years later when the aliens come back, he's able to wake up. Like, I think there could have been something really cool there. Um, and then we have, like, our new batch. And like you said, two of them were kids that were in the original movie, uh, the president's daughter and Will Smith's son. And they're babies. Like, they are babies in the movie, and they only, like, pop in and out. Like, they're not a big focus. But it's like, oh, that's cool. We know them. One thing I like is that those two now have, like, a, a friendship because, you know, their parents went through something together. They probably stayed in contact. And then through that, they became friends. Um, I would have preferred that these two be the main young characters and they're really not for some reason liam hemsworth is yeah who has nothing to do with any he's the only connection he has to our legacy characters is that he's dating uh little whitmore what is her name uh is it like carly or something i just call her president's daughter president's daughter yeah Daughter Whitmore. That's what I'm going to call sure. her. I don't know what her first name is. But it's not that important. I know who the character is. Yeah. Which is sad that I don't know what her character... I've watched a two-hour movie and I don't know what I her name is. I don't even know her first name. And that's unfortunate because, like, she is the president's daughter. She has an attachment to the first one. More so... Former president. The former president's daughter. Um, but for Liam Hemsworth, I think... Like, yeah, he has... He's kind of a... He's just, like, new. New person. Um, and like you said, is dating former president's daughter, but we never actually really see them together because he's off on a moon base and she's on Earth, and then we see them together towards the end, and we're supposed to be in... We only see them when they, like, reunite at the end. Yeah, but we're supposed to be super invested in their relationship, and their relationship is basically Zoom calls. Like, I don't care how they... Like, so I think Liam Hemsworth, I... Like, you put him in more in the background, that character. Maybe don't even have Liam Hemsworth in it at all. I, so, here's here's the big issue when we fall apart with this movie. Um, is the restructuring of these characters. And a lot of this has probably has to do with Will Smith not being in this movie. Um, so, there's two different stories of this. One comes from our director, who said Will Smith was just too expensive. His, you know... His pay rate was way too high for this budget. And so we couldn't, he didn't come back because he was too expensive. Will Smith, on the other hand, has his side of, I was too busy. I was filming uh, Concussion and Suicide Squad. So I couldn't attend, I couldn't fit this into my schedule. Guys, if Will Smith can't be in this movie, wait till his schedule is free. Yeah. You're in, you're in no rush. No one's saying, I have to have this movie now. We can wait. We'll wait. So, can I throw out my conspiracy theory? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so so my conspiracy theory brain says, neither stories are true. One, you had the money. You had the money. Don't tell me you didn't have the money for this movie to get Will Smith. That's a lie. That's a straight up (laughs) lie. I saw... This movie, I could guess the budget. You're good. Will Smith 
he's kind of a class act. Like he he's he's gonna like keep it real, but also he's not someone to be like aggressive. I bet he saw the script and was like, nah. I would rather do Suicide Squad, which, I mean, that, that tells you something right there. I wouldn't be necessarily surprised to find out one day that, you know, Will Smith was like, this this story ain't it. Like, we have to fix this for, you know, let's do this, let's do this. And they were like, no, 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 no. Um, and I do remember, like, leading up to this movie, hearing about, like, who's going to be in it, like, who's returning. I remember hearing, like, Will Smith wouldn't come back, and I remember thinking, like, fuck Will Smith, like, thinking he's too good for this movie. That, like, this is, come on, bro. And then I saw it and was like, no, like, good for Will Smith, like, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it, I get it. Um, so, okay, so Will Smith's not in it, but he, we have his son, who's played by Jesse T. Usher, who's from The Boys, which obviously is something I didn't clock until the second time around. The same. I think when it came... The voice had not been out when... No. Yeah. So I was like, who is this Who is this new guy? I don't know him. Right. Um, I don't think he's bringing anything to this character. This is just plain... Which is weird because, like, I've seen the boys, and he's really exciting in yeah. that. Yeah. No, he could do he's... it. I think it was the material and probably the directing. I think yeah. if... If we're going to have, like, a charismatic leader, which was the attempt with Liam Hemsworth character, let's have it be him. Why not him? So, I'm going to disagree completely with this. Okay. With, do not make him a copy of Will Smith. Okay. Make his character not a fire pilot. His character maybe idolizes David and then works as a scientist-esque person. Sure. That way he's still, like, involved in the alien-stopping world, but he's not exactly like his dad. He goes into uh, science. And, like, hey, and then make him, like, David's partner, like David's assistant. Sure, um, yeah. That's nice. That's a nice connection. I like that. And then, because, like, and then with our legacy characters, the daughter of the president... I like that she is our fighter pilot. She should have been our Hemsworth character. Make her the lead. Do not have Hemsworth in it all. She does not need a love interest. Her love slash um, just heart or like the thing that gets her like moving. Dad. We already have like a connection in this movie. Dad is the person. If we lose dad, I'm sad about yes. that. I agree. I and agree. She has her, and she has her friend because she's gone through the traumatic experience with him of of uh, Hiller. She can hang out with him, or like they can be like bros. They don't have to date. No, not everyone has to date because no. they knew each other. No. I like the idea that they could have been like best friends because of this experience. Yes, yeah. and yeah, um, and that way we get our fighter pilot and we get our scientist of our new generation. Yeah, I. Because she is, what annoys me too in this movie is she's a fire, fighter pilot who has chosen to stay grounded because she wants to be near her dad. And Bill Pullman's character is now like this like aging, like pathetic, like shell of a person who everyone thinks is just like crazy and old. I hate that they did that. Like I hate that they had him be this like weak, like defenseless, like... Ugh. 
kind of character. That is literally my favorite part of his character. Really? I love his beard. I love that, like, this is, has affected his mind, and he's kind of, like, kind of gone nuts. I like that. I love that addition to him. Especially the beard. I think there could have been something that works with that. Because I do agree oh, yeah. that it is kind of cool to see, you know, a leader have such trauma from what happened. Um, but, like, the way it's handled is kind of sketchy because we don't really get into, like... Like, they more so... I feel like the characters around him act as if he's, like, physically ailing. It also you know? doesn't make sense from where he left off in the first movie. Because yeah. when he left off, he was the heroic president that beautiful speech. Yes. And then, like, jumped in a fighter pilot to help everyone out. Like, I'm going to participate with you guys. And he doesn't have, like, any cra- Like, Oaken, I would say, needs to be the crazier one. Because, like, he got, like, tentacled on his neck. They, like, in his mind. He's the only one that should be crazy in this movie. I can I do like that he is like has a cane, has a beard, and is like aged a bit, or like this is like done a number on him, but he should not be like nutso. He doesn't have any connection with the alien. If anyone has a connection with the alien, it would be Goldblum who is up in the spaceship with the aliens. Uh that touch their technology. I yeah, he, the President Whitmore doesn't need to be he could be like, you know, older. Of course. And and I love the beard so much. I mean, I like the idea of like I said, this leader who is traumatized, who like years later is right, really yeah. starting to he feel He could get effects. flashbacks and stuff. For sure. PTSD is PTSD. what he should have. He should have had PTSD as opposed to like this brain connection with the aliens and then people just think he's like this old ailing crazy guy. Because, like, first of all, Bill Pullman's not that old. So, like, have him Correct. older, for sure, because that's how life works. But we don't need to, like, the way in which his daughter decides to, like, stay near him so she can take care of him. It's like, she didn't need to that, do that doesn't need to be a thing. He could be so traumatized, have PTSD, but, like, tries to hide it. I find that to be more compelling than, like, well, the ex-president's crazy. Like, I just don't... I don't like how it was handled. Um, speaking of Goldblum, Goldblum, to me, is in, like, a different movie from everyone else. <laughs> like, he is, like, not there. Like, his storyline is so fucking strange. They introduced this warlord... Uh who has a brain connection with the aliens, who's a warlord. Goldblum goes to... There was a spaceship during the first event Mm -hmm. that landed in... I think South Africa. During the... Or in the warlord's territory. So I like that we got, like, this... I like seeing new perspectives of ideas that we had. So I like that there was this, like, warlord that was like, this is my... I've, I've been killing aliens... With fucking machetes, and like, I think because of all the killing he's done, and they've like, they're underneath this ship or near this ship, he has some sort of connection. Again, I don't think he, I don't think the only person that should have a connection mentally with the aliens is Oaken because of the physical touching and, and they talked through the him, alien yeah. used his mind to speak through right. it. So, 
But I like that he's like, this has been my ship that I've been, like, eyeing down. And, like, when it turned on, that's why, because, like, the 20 years it turned on, that's why Goldblum's there to, like, figure out what's up. Other thing about Goldblum's character I think is fucking weird. The first one had this big old moment where he's, like, marries his sweetheart, and they have this cute ceremony, and that's, like, like one of the two couples that you're really, like, ah, rooting mm-hmm. for. They don't mention her no. at all. Where'd she go? And he's apparently has this other girl he had, like, been seeing, which is weird. Um, fun fact, apparently there were some Independence Day books. What? That take place between these times. What? And that, that wife died in a car wreck. What? Yep, that's it. What? I solved the mystery for everyone. What? Uh, yeah. No, thank you. I think, um, again, it's someone he works with, so it's just like a woman is in proximity, he has to date her. No, that doesn't, we don't need that. I think because, like you said, we had this, like, really momentous, like, love story for him in the first one, okay, if you want the wife to to be dead in this one, whatever, but then, like, don't introduce- Bring the actress back. Bring the actress back. We can, we don't need to stick to a book or- that no one knows about. If we can't bring the actress back, recast. Recast or don't have them like have a separate love story if this if we can't get the actress in. Nah, so because it's the because it's such a iconic movie, you can't just d- make this character disappear. She's a big part of the first she movie. She is. She is a big part. So he I I feel so cheated when she's not around or even mentioned. She's not mentioned. Yeah, that's the <sighs> issue. And then without even mentioning what happened, we're supposed to like get behind him and we can get girl? his dad back, but we can't get his his wife and back. And his dad. Just the thing he's also in his own separate movie here cuz like Judd Hir- <sighs> Judd Hirsch Fantastic. Oh my god, yeah. Yes. Love him in taxi. Absolutely. Iconic. Uh, in this movie, not necessary. No. So, the the first alien attack in this movie, uh, they get a giant wave and Julius is riding in a boat, the, the dad. And I thought, the wave gets him. Dead. Yeah. That's how they portrayed which is, it to be like. Which is how it should have just kill him off there. It's sad for David. That's why he won't be back in the fight. Because we also get um, another legacy character back. Vivica Fox is back. And instead of a stripper this time, she's a doctor. Yep. I love that I love little that. fun touch. I do love that. That she probably like stripped her way into med school. Hell yeah, girl. Beautiful. Um, love love it. it. I hate how they handle her character so much, though. But I also don't mind it because that's the moment where I think we should have killed off a few legacy characters. Mm-hmm. During that. Because like her death... Because she dies. Uh, she's helping someone in a helicopter. And right before she can get on, building collapses and she goes. First of all, great. We get the actress back. She probably spends one, two days on set. She doesn't have to deal with it the rest of the time. We get her. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I think it's dumb that her son sees it from, like, hovering in a plane. Yeah, like, he's trying to get to her, but he can't. And so what annoys me about this is, like, not necessarily that she died, but that after she dies, with from a very, like, noble, heroic death, saving someone and then not able yeah. to save herself, 
it's like, and her son sees it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that happened, whatever. Like, he's kind of sad for a moment. He's like, oh, shucks, mommy. And then it's like, all right, done. It's like, if she, if you're going to have these, like, legacy characters die, and really she's, like, the one that dies first, let's feel it. And let's feel it throughout the movie. Let's have, like, Jesse T. Usher's character be like, I got to fight. Now this, these aliens have, like, taken my family I'm in it. But no, he's like, oh, mom. And then it's like, okay, well, gotta go fly. Like, He has more issues with Hemsworth's character. Unnecessary. Than the, uh, yeah, it's, I don't like it. So yeah, on that note, real quick, they have some sort of like weird beef, but we never yeah. really find out what happened. We're supposed to gather that they were friends at one point, and then something happened, and now they have issue. And then they work through it in the movie. But, like, we never know what the issue was. We don't even really understand who, like, Liam Hemsworth character is. Like, who fucking cares? And they spend a lot of time on this, like, weird issue. Oh, but looping back to Judd Hirsch for a moment. Okay. So what annoys me, like you said, is we get this sort of, like, oh, he died. And then, like, 30 minutes later, it's revealed, like, no, he survived. And it's so annoying i clocked it i paused the movie because i was like when is this happening um these like four kids who we don't really know like are they friends are they related to our like teens and to our like little kids they're like driving through the like destruction being like we gotta get to safety and then all of a sudden they see him judd hirsch dangling from his boat that's like stuck on a building and they're like oh let's go help that old man and then the rest of the movie, whenever we see him, he's just, like, traveling with these random kids trying to get to Area 51 where Jeff Goldblum is. And it's like, okay, first of all, the issue is you're introducing new, new characters halfway through the movie. I don't, like, we already have enough characters. And then the journey is, like, so so hokey of him just being like, all right, kids, let's get to safety. And it's like, we didn't need any of that. The only reason they're there is that so that, like, we have something, we have the kids to protect when the alien queen is attacking Air Force One. I mean, not when the queen is attacking uh, Area 51. Um, she's attacking Area 51. It doesn't matter if there's kids or not. We're nervous that it's happening. Right. The, to me, it was to add some sort of, like, level of suspense that we're supposed to care about these children. But introducing them halfway through the movie and barely even introducing them, just having them, like, show up, I don't yeah, know who they are. I don't care. I, the whole bus of kids can be cut for cut. me. I don't care. Also, why are you taking these kids to Area 51 where it's, like, super alien heavy? Like, I don't... That doesn't make sense to me, Because that's where David's oh, yeah, at. And he knows how to save everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's again, I would have killed Julius in the wave yeah. and just, that sucks that he dies, but, like, it happens. But then again, like you said, more motivation for Goldblum, who, let's say, maybe he's, like, semi-retired at this point. Or like, I'm I'm over this shit. All right, I'm getting back in. You took my dad. Uh-uh. Uh, it is weird that, I mean, the whole movie's just weird. <laughs> the whole movie's super weird. Yeah, David, David to me... Just feels really out of place. Yeah. He doesn't really. I don't feel like he really contributes anything, no. which sucks because he he contributes stuff and his dad contributes stuff to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're legacy characters. I don't think holds on well to this one, and which is sad because I feel like 
your legacy characters will make your movie. Oh yeah, that's why we're coming back is to see them pass pass the torch over to the new generation. But that's not what goes down here. It's like our characters are are the characters we love and know are treated like secondary and then these new characters are people like we we don't know. Like we don't establish them. I don't care. And like Liam Hemsworth as our main character just First of all, he doesn't have the charisma to be a leading man. Sorry about it. Second of all, they try so hard to make him like, I'm a cool, like, don't play by the rules. Like, I'll do whatever I need to to get the job done. Like, I don't, I don't care about that trope. I don't need it. Get out of here. And I just need, I just need to say it. I just need to say it. Because this has been pissing me off since 2016. And I had to, like really make sure that I didn't imagine this in 2016 because when I bring this up no one knows what I'm talking about okay so there's a point chaos is happening fighter in this, in movie? this movie okay there's two things I was wondering if you were talking about 2016 no in 2016 no one else seemed to clock this which drove me crazy but it definitely happens I made sure of it this viewing so at some point, the fighter pilots are like, we got aliens, boop, 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 boop. And I don't really know the reason. I remember that part exactly. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth, like, is, is getting, he's like the last one to get back on the ship. And he's shooting, like, a little, like, beam gun at the alien. And at some point, he goes from shooting to just straight up throws his little gun, his little, like, he sure water does gun size gun. At the alien and then runs, he runs away. out of bullets. I know, but it's like it just annoys me so much to think like pew 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 pew. Oh, that didn't work. Well, pew, and then like run off into it the ship. It was just that he ran out of bullets and he's throwing. The Don't gun. have him throw the gun. It looks so weak. And the way he does it too it is, is so annoying. Like just like like just while shooting, run into the ship, drop, get out of there. Like, what do you do? Second thing they have him do, and you yeah. may know this already, Joe, because you know your movie trivia. I love trivia. Liam Hemsworth fought very hard to have a moment where he punches an alien in the face. Oh, like Will Smith did? Yeah, and I mean, they do it. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I don't remember him punching an alien in the face at he all. He sure does. <laughs> I, but I epically remember Will Smith punch. Welcome to Earth. Bam. Right. So that's like epic and fun. And we're like, yeah, punch him in the face. This time around, like Liam Hemsworth literally just walks up to an alien and smacks it in the face. And it's so forgettable. It's not. Does he say a cool line? No, I don't think he says anything. All right. That's probably why I forgot about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, no, this time he just sees an alien and like, Pyah! and keeps moving. So, I will say one nice thing about that scene. I like seeing the aliens walking around, like, in infantry mode. Because of the technology now, we don't get, like, puppets, like, dangling. There's, like, you know, we actually see them moving, like, scoping around with guns. And I like seeing the aliens do that. I wish we had more infantry scenes with aliens and maybe some, like, uh, just other army soldiers from Earth fighting. Sure, hand-to-hand combat with aliens. Let's get into that. We, we didn't get much we of that. It's not. a lot of spaceship battles, yeah. which I 
hate the technology in this. I hate that Earth has been using... I say Earth and not America, which it's weird because I feel like we don't get much of Earth in this movie. Mm -hmm. We just get America. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Whatever. I don't like that they use all this alien technology and have been using it because it, it just feels way too advanced. Mm -hmm. I do not think we would have had this advanced technology. If we, if we found the alien technology, we'd still be like fucking around trying to figure out what does it do? I don't know. Right. The fact that everyone's so skilled, like Hemsworth is skilled. Charlie is skilled, like using the claw thing. Oh, I hate it. I hate that they're all so skilled. Well, that it. also sets up an issue of like, these characters are so good at using it. Like then they're going to survive. Like there's no, like what's the problem here? There's no, it's like, all right, they know how to use everything. They are good. Um, I, I, one thing I do like is this sort of like subtle differences between like our reality and then like the reality of the movie. I like seeing like just different like technology to a certain degree of like what would happen if like aliens came here? Like how much would our, what would our world look like? And so like, for instance, I mean, I know exactly that's not a real alien. <laughs> I don't believe in aliens. No, nah, that Hollywood made that up. <laughs> um, but like, for instance, seeing in this movie, like the National Mall in DC and how it's like really high tech and there's like screens all over the place. It's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like that looks different. But you're right. Like having us like have perfected how to use alien technology. That seems. I mean, the fact that there's a moon base is dumb. We don't need to be on the moon to detect that things are getting closer. And also, there's a giant space ball. I'm going to keep calling it a space ball. It might get confusing because there's a, a fantastic cinema called Space Balls. <laughs> yeah, not that. Not that. It's not, it's that. not that. But I kept referring it to as the space ball. <laughs> um, it, it approaches the moon. And of course, the government's like, attack it! Here are the two options. And they get, even give the government, like, should we wait and see or should we blow it out of the sky? Fuck that thing. Blow it up. I was like, what are you doing? Why would you? Why would that be your first thought? It's not even, it doesn't even look like the same thing that came the first time. And it wasn't. And it turned out it was trying to help them. Oh, my God. Fuck you. And then... Uh, I hate it. I, hate, I it. hate this movie so, so much. So one thing that I want to touch on is the weird ways in which they specifically copied moments and things from the first one, but do so in such a lame way that it's like, my God, what did you do? Did you just think like, oh, that was iconic from the first movie. Let's just like do what it again. See, I, I don't. I don't see that at all because I feel like one of the things that this movie's lacking is all the big epic moments that we get. So, what do you think it copied? Because if it copied something, there's a lot. There's a lot. Okay, okay. So, but here's the thing: none of them are epic. Maybe that's why I don't think of them as copies. None of them have the that like epicness, like yeah, that like the first. I one just want to say, from the first movie, we have epic president mm -hmm. speech. We have. Iconic buildings exploding. And with that, the just, like, visual effects of the White House blowing up. Like, it was 
crazy just to see that. See the one like beam that blows up the what was the Empire State mm-hmm. Building? Man, like Mount Rushmore, oh, wait, no. like, all that shit. D- it was in L.A., wasn't it? Oh that yeah, right. LA. That was Whatever. in L.A. Um, okay, so but, yeah. there's a lot of those moments you mentioned. Um, welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Okay, so like literally, so that was a that's cop. a okay. copy. But but in sequels, you do need to copy things from the original. In my eyes, sure, but sequels. we don't need to exactly try to copy them. Okay. Throughout the movie, in a way that does not land at all. So, like for instance, like the Liam Hemsworth punching an alien is so forgettable. But it's a copy from the first movie. I don't even remember. You don't even remember it. It's that's how lame it is. Um, What really, really gets me is that Bill Pullman's speech from the first one is so iconic. Like the passion, the like, yeah, let's get him. He gives a speech. It inspired us all. It inspired us all. I celebrate my independence for because of that speech only. so he gives a speech in this movie and it's meant to be like capturing and inspiring and like we're gonna fight and we're gonna survive and we're gonna celebrate the fourth of july but what it is in this movie is that he's just like chatting with Goldblum. they're like hey bud have you been not so great me neither cool and then out of nowhere he just starts monologuing bill pullman is just like going off and he's like we're gonna fight. We're back here again. This is wild. But he's doing it to people that aren't paying attention and like turn over <laughs> and are like, hey, that man's talking. And it's like 20 yeah. to 30 people. Oh, hey, isn't that the old president? Yeah. They're like in the middle of conversation and they're like, what's he saying? And <laughs> the most egregious thing about this scene is that Bill Pullman shaved his beard right beforehand. <laughs> didn't need no, to. Didn't need to. He- Absolutely, just should have kept that beard because it looked so it did good. Look good. I can't stress how great he looks he in a does. beard. And I would have loved to see him fly around in that plane with a beard. Look, but okay, so he or get that speech. He gives a speech, and instead of like pumping up the world or America, he pumps up like twenty to thirty people that are in a plane hangar, and they're just like, "Yeah, good job. That was a really good speech." Okay, okay. Another thing that directly after that he's like you know what i'm a kamikaze myself and like fly into an alien thing because i want to protect my kids guess what that happens in the first movie with the crazy ass randy quaid who by the way is thinking about running for governor of your state uh he what he flies into an alien thing kamikazes himself to protect his kids i want to point out we get a statue of russell at the beginning but Russell's kids, who I thought were pretty important in the movie, at least Miguel, not in this movie or mentioned. We should have got Miguel yeah! back. Um, no, let's forget about them. Uh, another Bill Pullman moment is he gets a literal repeat of the doc scene where the doctor is has his his neck choking out. Is like being possessed. And it's Pullman and doing it's it. Pullman doing it. Same like fog. Same like uh, neck. Yeah. Same. It's like the same vibe. You don't like that? I don't like it because it's like. See, I, that's a moment I think is great. We got the same idea from the first one of the alien communicating 
and it was but it was instead of our doctor kind of like a minor character it's our big legacy president that's like i'm gonna step in and because i know what needs to be done i and i'm kind of going to i don't think he needs to be nuts but i like that it was him i wish it was more of like again like an alien breakout escape and they just happened to be sure here. that would make it that would have been wild. yeah and the fact that it's Pullman getting his fucking neck and he's got his beard there. Mm-hmm. Um, just like really. Well, he doesn't do the release me. Right. He just says like he's coming. She's coming. Oh, who's she? Guys, do you really <laughs> not assume that they have a queen? Right. Are you fucking serious? Just because your movie can't have female leadership? Oh, I guess there's a female president. Um can we talk about oh, her? Okay, but hold on. I do want to say one more thing on, on that moment. In my opinion, it's a different character doing it doesn't make it epic. It just makes it like, all right, I, you thought... And the message wasn't as insane. No, it wasn't as insane. and it Or, or as iconic, because I think the really... Yeah. Uh, the fact that I know it's released right. me, and I, I think it's... I'm pretty sure it was She's Coming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's not I don't as know. But I think you're right. What could have made it cool if it wasn't, if it was like, maybe if he was going to volunteer, which he does in this, he goes and he's like, I'll communicate. He didn't volunteer. He just fucking does he just it. Does he does not ask. No one was like, let's figure this out. He's just like, I know what needs to yeah. be done. No, that's wrong. <laughs> wrong. I think like it, yeah, the way it's let up doesn't work. And the messaging afterwards doesn't work. And so like, Sure, if we want to have a moment like that again, because sure, we need we can homage things and bring things, but there's no like spirit there. There's no like, yeah, like this, it doesn't come off the same that it does. So, when he does his sacrifice, death sacrifice at the end, it's again a little copy paste of Randy Quaid's sacrifice, but when that it's like he's the only one that has a rocket left and he's like well fuck these guys i'll do this and it's heartbreaking in that movie this one i don't i don't feel any weight of the president making a sacrifice um because he's not doing it uh, he i mean he's doing it to stop the queen but there is no emotion behind this movie in any way shape or form and the fact when he gets there i even think we see like some force field and like i think like why can't you see that either (laughs) um but the alien herself has the queen. She has a force field around her because she, she a queen. Um, at that point, I was rooting for that. Queen. Yeah, no, seriously. A hundred percent. That's my favorite part is the queen running around smashing shit. Uh, I think, hell yeah. I love that it's a giant, almost like Aliens, the sequel to Alien. Um there's a giant fucking queen alien just roaming around. Yeah, I, like, I like that too. I think that makes it more epic. I think what... Okay, so Bill Pullman's death really bothers me because I think it makes sense to have him be the one to, like, do the the big heroic moment. Like, I'm gonna... I'll save the day. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, But what we're supposed to feel is similar to the first one. The kids are like, no, don't do it. Gotta do it, kid. Sorry. But because, one, we hardly know what this girl is about, and right, I don't yeah. care that she's sad, and two, throughout the whole movie, their relationship feels more like an obligation. Like, she's yeah. like, I, I'm grounded because I gotta take care of my dad, and like, oh, my dad's going crazy, I gotta take care of him. So it's not like, like, I don't feel like this 
this weight of like, oh my God, she just lost her father and we just lost the president or Bill Pullman. Uh, like, it's just like, oh, oh, okay, bye. And then what annoys me as well is that like you've mentioned the force field, his death doesn't do much. His death, it, it doesn't, it do, doesn't anything. do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's still aliens. There's still the queen. He blows up nothing. nothing. A, they trap a force field because they think his nuke will blow up everything inside it. And then the queen's like, no, nah, I've got a force field in this force field. So, peace. You, if we got to feel like, wow, he did that for us. Like, but we don't. Do you think that could have been cool if that was Will Smith doing it? Um, I think that could have been cool. I think it could have been cool with Bill Pullman, too. It's just the fact that it, the lead up to it, it feels nothing. Have Bill Pullman's death mean something? Because he literally yeah. blows himself up, and then Im they just immediately are like, well, that didn't work, gotta keep fighting. And so we don't get a moment of like, wow, he did that. Like in when Randy Quaid does it in the first movie, it has an impact. So we feel like... Man, he wow, he was a hero. But in this, it's just. But that's because we got to know his like kid. We got for a to while. know his kid, and we don't know. And they didn't have a good relationship. Her. Like they, they, yeah. we got to know them, but they didn't have a good relationship. So it was also this nice like rede redemption, whatever. Like my dad is a hero, yeah. even though he was. A he did the right thing at the end, but with this, like, there's just no emotion with Bill Pullman's death. It was just sort of like, well, this was like iconic in the first one so let's let's just have it in here and so that's where a lot of like these cop these like homages or copies just feel more like well that was iconic so let's i guess do it again but not in a way that like builds it up makes it like feel extra in a good way okay so we touch up on this and let's dive into it now the new president pretty forgettable so forgettable do you know the actress at all uh, she has the uh, the a face of someone that looks really familiar i know i've seen her in things i don't know her name so she's one of those actresses that i feel is in a, a good amount of things but is never like the lead or a memorable character she's just in it good for you girl um she's also she's in a lot of like tv shows i'm not familiar with she's in csi in new york yeah i know i'm more of a law and order couple gal. episodes of house uh, she is in The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, oh! I think she's Jake Gyllenhaal's mom. If you say so. Apparently she's in Gone Girl. Whatever. So, uh, she gets killed off screen, which is super <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Oh, man. I just think it's it's like shoehorned, like, we had to have a female president yeah. instead of somebody who is just, like, a president who happened to be female. Yeah. Like, because the character itself, I have, there's no characterization other than female president which is said so fun fact do you know who was supposed to be cat or was offered the role and turned it down was it vivica <laughs> okay. no no okay. that's a really big step from stripper <laughs> hey in the first movie things happen uh no who who turned this role down this is an academy award-winning actress meryl streep susan sarandon oh my god <laughs> so when I when I was watching this movie, I thought I feel like this would have benefited more from like someone more B list or A list or like someone iconic that like that doesn't steal the show away from our legacy characters, but is an actress that like 
we all recognize and we all like, fuck yeah, I respect the hell mm-hmm. out of her. She absolutely could be in charge. Um, but like this, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Estella Ward. I don't know who you are. Uh, you're not a name to me. So I, it's just, I don't feel the impact. But uh, Sarandon, let me see if I can find the quotes. Uh, she turned down the role when she found the script incomprehensible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the the this part is considered to be uh oh cuz she turned down a prominent role and they didn't know which but we can assume it was the president. Uh she Sarandon said when I read the script, I couldn't understand what was going on. I just couldn't understand it. Seriously. <laughs> a lot of people from the original one were not going to do it and I read it and I just thought no, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> But seriously, I read that, and I did not have the faintest idea. They said, wait till you see how your character dies. And I read that part and thought, it's not so great, actually. <laughs> it's not so interesting. Dodged a bullet. Good for her. Good for her. I, Because I love that the aliens invade wherever she's at, high up politicians are at, and that the, like they kill them. But it goes to black and cuts... What we were hoping to see, I was hoping to see them, like, slaughter all of them and, like, oh, fuck, that's, again, they took everything that's, like, has heart and has weight out of this movie. Get out of here. (laughs) We just want some quick action. We don't give a shit about soul. Keep on going. We want money, please. So, just think we had, like, seen the president die and then, or at least get attacked or her mm-hmm. get shot, and then everyone else go, oh, shit. And then, then cut to black. And then we find out, like, they bum-rush Fickner's character. And, like, we're swearing you in. Everyone else is dead. You're oh, shit. Right. They move down the line of chain real mm-hmm. fast. Because, like, I think him getting it is epic. Like, oh, man, someone else has to yeah. be the president. That idea is really cool that, like, our leader is gone. And... And, and all of the the vice president yeah, and like if two or three people in line and it has to go to yeah. him that's a lot that's of a lot of pressure and like that could have been really interesting like we're in the middle of the fight and now this big change up happens oh shit but it's not felt at all like it's just like oh hey you, you want to be president because she died she died and he and at least Fickner who gets it is like a recognizable face a character actor that like commands a scene. And I don't think we got that with our president initially, which is unfortunate. It wasn't like a president who just happens to be female. It was very much just a characterization of like, this is a female president, right? Like, okay. Um, we can see through that movie. Yeah, we know. We know. Um, Do better. If we had Will Smith be the one that has to take control as a president, that would have been epic as hell. Like... Oh, he's in it. Like he's the leader. He would have been like the the like the lead army general yeah. person. Because again, that makes sense that his character yeah. would rise the ranks, especially being movie. movie, movie, movies. Can you let me just tweak some of these things? Come on, oh. you know. Come on. So one thing I hate about this movie is its title resurgence they don't ever say resurgence no. in it it's not a good word it doesn't flow like it's hard to like 
resurge. It just you feel like you're pumping the brakes the entire time you're saying. Especially that with Independence Day resurgence, it doesn't flow. ID four two done. We're done. <laughs> the fact that they kept calling it ID four on the original one is weird, weird but sure. I like it. Keep it up. <laughs> Every time I text it to you, I say ID42. Yeah. I'm not writing out that whole title, no. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so let me give you some other titles that they thought about. Okay, yeah, sure. Independence Day Rises. No. Independence Day Returns. Mm. Independence Day Requiem. What? Independence Day Retaliation. No. Yeah, they were really were stuck on that wow, R word. Why? Why did why did we need that R word? I don't. I don't know. R is not like an important. No. It's just as important as any other letter. Like who the hell thought of Independence Day Requiem, Independence Day Two, the aliens come back, Independence Day Two, more independence, Independence Day Two, America's number one. Like so, I'm gonna just spit off some weird facts, and you can cut whatever you. Yeah. Don't like. No, I need a. Now that we've shot on this movie, let's have some fun facts. Let's have fun with this stupid movie. Um, Liam Hemsworth and, uh, how do you pronounce her Min- name? Minika. Micah? There's no in her. It's just... Oh, then I have no idea. Maika? She's the girl from It Maika? Follows. I know that. Uh, I don't remember. I know. I read it on IMDb and I thought, I don't remember her. She looks her. different. Uh, She's, yeah. Didn't they bang? Micah... I'm going to call her Micah sure. Monroe. They reportedly dated yeah, during the filming yeah. of this. Is that why Liam Hemsworth became the wrecking ball? Maybe. Maybe. The timing didn't cool. work. That's sad. Yeah, honestly, get him out of here. Like. Yeah. We don't need any Hemsworth. We only we, got, we already got one Hemsworth. Chris is fine. We, don't need... we have the one in Westworld that does Luke? okay. Luke's okay. We'll take yeah, Luke. Yeah, Liam... I mean, he's pretty. Sorry. What does he bring into the table? <laughs> Not much. Um. So, director and LGBT activist and supporter Roland Emmerich cool. s- stated in an interview with Huffington Post, "Actually, in the next Independence Day, there is a gay character." So, I do want to point out that gay character is also in the first one. Um. Not that we knew he was gay in this first movie, but, like, the second one, we also don't know he's gay until... And it's never, like, declared, but, like, it's weird that he announces that. Um, why Why don't you... See, I hate when movies do this. We need to knock this trend the fuck off when when we do, like, a... There's a, a gay moment. Get ready for the gay moment. And then in the movie, they don't say, like, I love you. Love you, too. It's, like... The director has to tell us, like, did you see that gay person I put in? No, because you didn't have him explicitly say it or kiss or whatever. Just have him, have him be They're gay. They're literally the only couple in this movie that I think is a fun yeah. pairing. Um, I like that they got... Essentially, I think he's a background character. I don't think he does anything in the first movie. I think they got... I mean, the, the actress... In the first movie, which I think is great, I think he's back. I don't remember the first. I don't remember him in the first one, so I could be wrong. But I think they got him and were like, "Yeah, you background guy were, you know, his assistant that always did everything because you're in love with him. I, I guess you're also a couple. 
So I like the idea. I mean, they didn't have to be a couple, but I do like the idea that he admired or loved Oaken so much that he took care of him through the entire time. Um, uh, and then Oaken wakes up and is like, oh, hey, you know, this is my guy. Uh, and like they have a fun little like chemistry. It doesn't seem romantic at all in the movie until the doctor, I think his name is Isaacs, gets shot and is dying. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Right. (laughs) We didn't need to do this. You know what could have been super cool? Because the 90s was not the most, like, gay-friendly time. Um, Right. What if, like, we had it written that they were always together, they just weren't out? I think that was the idea. I think that was the idea. Sure, make that explicit. Oh, and have like a. <laughs> they had a. You mean they have a moment where I was just like, we can be yeah. out now. It's, it's 2016. Yes, exactly. We don't have to hide we anymore. We can get married now. What? And then have them get married. Like, some. Like. But it's 96. I can't. We can't. No, it's actually 2016. Let's get married real quick. Uh, that yeah. would have been a fun little thing. Yeah, that would have been just way a quick more line. fun. Like, let's. And it's, I would have rather had something like that than having to hear from the director. Because that's also, like, making fun of the 90s. Exactly. Look how much progress With we have. Progress, yeah. yeah. No, but instead, we got Roland telling us they were gay. Um, <laughs> uh, a fun Easter egg in this movie. Uh, President Whitmore refers to himself as Eagle 5. Or is Eagle 1. That's a reference to Spaceballs, uh, Eagle 5, the uh, Winnebago. Whoa, did not clock that one bit. So fans were surprised to hear about the return of Dr. Oaken. I mm-hmm. sure was, because I thought, I'm pretty sure that dude died. They choked him, and then they just tossed his ass <laughs> around. Um, and so most viewers did think he died in that movie. Uh, however... Major Mitchell offers no reaction when he checks Dr. Oaken's pulse, leaving the character's fate ambiguous. In an interview with Brent Spiner, who is Dr. Oaken, he revealed that Major Mitchell was supposed to say, he's dead, but the filmmakers removed that line to keep the possibility open of using Dr. Oaken in a sequel. Wow, literally 20 years in the making. Spiner also joked that Major Mitchell was only a soldier and not qualified as a physician to determine if Dr. Ogan was alive That's or true. not. That's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> and you know what? He is one of the most iconic characters in the original. Just like his... Just such a goofy, like, long white hair, glasses, yeah. just disheveled looking scientist. I No, I really like that he wasn't dead after all. I, again, wish the whole 20-year coma thing was, like, even more felt. Um, but yeah, I like that he returned. I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. Oh, damn. Oh, so this is some news. Oh, okay. man. Whoa. This, I think originally was supposed to be a sequel that took, that was supposed to be released, like, a couple years after the first one. Like, in the 90s. Mm. But then the writer was like, mm, I don't think it's right yet. Let it, let it marinate for 20 <laughs> years. And then picked it up and was like... You know what? I think we've got something now. I think I got an idea. <laughs> this also was planned to be a second and third sequel together. Depending on if this this resurgence did well, they were going to make a third movie. And they plant that seed. They were like, we're going to go to the, their planet and fuck them up. 
And it sucks that, like, that's the movie we should be getting. Yeah, that could have been fun. There was an opportunity here to have a cool, like, trilogy, but... Yeah, so, because, like, uh, the cool idea for the trilogy, in my mind, is aliens are coming back. I hate that they come back, because initially their plan that we didn't learn in the first one, but we learn it now, they wanted to mine the core. That's what they wanted to do. Sure, okay. They they didn't accomplish it the first time. To me, it just thought like they were just destroying everything. Nope, they wanted to drill a hole in the core. That's dumb. Uh, I think the whole purpose of the aliens coming back should just be the queen is like, fuck you guys, I'm going to put you in your yeah, place. Yeah, you murdered me, my people? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And now our humans should be murdering that queen. And like, you know what? We're tired of this. Let's go find them because i feel like in their alien technology the queens they should be able to find like a map to back yeah. home and our third movie would be them fucking up alien that planet would be fun that would be really cool but again if this movie if was this good. movie was good it was all depending on this if this movie was good and i think they really it to me the vibe was always like money like people will come see this who cares what we do and uh, no, we weren't fooled. <laughs> we were not fooled. So no, that's why it, it bombed. And there's no third one. This is a tough. This is a tough. Fun oh, fact. It's not. Oh fun. no. The announcement of recasting of Patricia Whitmore. Patricia. Oh now oh, I thought it was Kelly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the announcement of recasting Patricia Whitmore from May Whitman in Independence Day to Micah. Monroe, was met with some outrage. Fans expressed dismay over the decision across the social media. Most notably, Anna Kendrick, a close friend of Whitman, spoke out against the recasting on Twitter. The speculation being that producers believed Whitman was not conventionally pretty enough to reprise her role. That's I do up. remember that. I do remember that. Because, like... That really upset me hearing that. And I was one that was like, hey, this child star is still acting and she's good. Let's get her in there. I don't know why we just didn't like, hey, let's call yeah. her. Let's get this hot girl. Like, Rude. guys, let's stop. Let's stop having these categories of like hot. It has to be attractive. She's, she's an attractive pretty. person. Yeah, that's the thing. What the fuck are you talking about? She's pretty. Like, and that shouldn't fucking matter. Well, I think we all know what this has led up to, but we gotta say it. It's the, you know, entire backbone of our show. Does Independence Day Resurgence deserve a second chance? Of course it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, no, because I, I, again, I don't think this movie was made with heart. I think this movie was made with money. Um, and the intention is just like, hey, let's just make a sequel. Um, if you really cared about it, you'd make it good. Like, you'd put effort into making this really feel epic and good. I just don't get any of that moment, moments like we did from the first one. Because the first one is iconic 90s. Iconic Independence Day. Like, we can watch, again, it's like one of those movies like, oh, it's Halloween. I'm always going to watch, like, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Like, you know... That's the movie for this day. Not this. No. Um, I very clearly agree. It does not deserve a second chance. I will say, though, like, 
I was less angry the second time watching this, but it was because I knew not to go in with any expectations and to know that it's bad, it's not good. Um, but that being said, I wish I'd just watched the first Independence Day instead. If you had not told me to watch this, I would have never given this a second. Yeah, if we didn't have this show, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> so, I, I do think this is a movie that has a lot of great... Let me take that back. A lot of good elements. Uh, that could have been a really good movie. Um, but, like, I think you have too many characters. The focus is off. Um, action falls flat for me. Um, so, you know what? Good for Will Smith, good for Mae Whitman, good for Susan Sarandon. Bill Pullman, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, love you, honeys. This won't change. Liam Hemsworth, get out of here. And you know what, Jesse T. Usher, good on you for getting the boys. Good on you. Could you imagine, could you imagine, Joe, being the It Follows girl or Jesse T. Usher, you know, these relatively unknowns being like, whoa, I am in the sequel for Independence Day. This is it. This is going to be the thing that launches me. And then it does not at all. How disappointing would that be? My God. It's so rough. Oh, man. This was, this was not it. Um, Yeah, let's just all collectively forget this movie existed. Just watch the first first one. one. First one still holds up. First one still holds up. I actually want to watch it like right now. I'm not. I'm going to give a pause for any independencies for a long while. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, thank you again for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. Um, please leave a review, a comment, rating. Let us know what you think. Do you agree with our take on Independence Day Resurgence? Did you like the first one? Did Mil- Will Smith get out of this scot free? He sure did. Also, hey, are there any other long-awaited sequels that you liked is there any other movie from the 90s you think hey we should get a sequel now yeah like do we need to see billy madison go to college wow. <laughs> yeah. let yeah tell me what do you think what sequels do you what unnecessary sequels do you okay, want to see i like that um and if there's any movies you want us to give a second chance to please let us know we've already gotten a few suggestions that we have on the docket so let us know if there's something you want us to review um as always a big thank you to bd mcbeatface for making our dope theme song um you can follow us on twitter and instagram we're on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts all of the links are down below in our show notes or our description and yeah we'll be back Next week, with another Second Chance movie. Welcome to Earth, bitch! Bye! Bye. Second Chance